Hi, and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I am so glad you're here today. I have a very special guest today, Barbara Gormali. I've known Barbara for uh, well over a decade now, probably close to 12 years. Um, I started working with her as a life coach, and she's actually the person who probably helped me most in my journey to understand why I made such poor decisions in my life, why I developed substance abuse issues, and how to overcome them, how to overcome the trigger so I could live in a higher level of health in my life and become a much more connected, engaged, self-aware person. And I have brought her in to coach many of my employees at Stone Age, and we're looking at expanding that even further. Don't want to say too much on that because we're still working on the plan, uh, but it's very exciting what we've been able to create in terms of a coaching program that really helps people understand how to build self-awareness, self-esteem, and to gain the tools that they need to deal with stress. Many people ask me why I bring in a life coach instead of a business coach or an executive coach. And at times I certainly do bring in those types of coaches. And, and I now use an executive coach who I absolutely adore, uh, Chris Larkins from uh, CEO Coaching International, and uh, who's been on the show. He's my very first guest way back when. And uh, But it's because of the tools that she helps people develop and gain to really understand themselves and how they show up so they can navigate the stresses that work and life bring us all. And it's a really unique way of looking at things. She uses the Enneagram, which is an uh, assessment, a personality assessment, and, uh, and boy, it sure is powerful. So she's the founder at Studio Me Unlimited. She lives here in Durango with me. And, uh, well, she doesn't live with me, but she lives here in, in the same town that, that I live in. She's truly a remarkable person. And I've been asked so many times recently about why I've brought a life coach in to work with my employees. And I thought it would be great just to hear from her. So hang tight and I'll be right back with Barbara. I'm back, everybody, with one of my most favorite people on the planet, Barbara Gormali. Barbara, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks, Carrie. I'm so excited to talk with this uh, on this topic with you and 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 really do a deep dive into this whole idea of of growth and how you use this deep coaching to really help people look deep inside and, and get the best out of themselves. So why don't we start off with that? Why don't you just, you know, from your own words, tell us a little bit about who you are and who you be. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how Carrie and I got started. Um, we had a meeting at a coffee shop one time and uh, we were actually off on a different path. And um, I sort of made this statement to Carrie and I said, well, let's just take a look at um, who we be while we do this. And uh, that grabbed her attention. We actually started down a different path, but I am, I do work as a life coach and I use the Enneagram as my main tool. And if any of you listening to us don't know about the Enneagram, you can Google it, do all your own research. You can even go to the Enneagram Institute and take a pretty inexpensive uh, $12 assessment 
to get some profound information back. But about 20 years ago now, I learned about the Enneagram. I didn't know about it before. And um, I had worked in several organizations at the top. And we had all kinds of assessments that we used for uh, various reasons. And um, I didn't know about the Enneagram at the time. And so I was very familiar with Myers-Briggs and some other programs and love them all. They're all fantastic. I never knock any of the programs out there because they really are great. But I learned about the Enneagram and I went, oh my gosh, I wish I would have known about this back then. The truth is, even if I would have known it back then, I wouldn't have known how to use it for myself or with others. So I often would catch myself saying that, but seriously, Carrie, I would not have known how to use it back then. So it came into my life at a really good time. Uh, Hubby and I were having uh, some marital difficulties and we went to a counselor here and the counselor introduced me to that. I am not kidding you. I stayed up an entire 24 hours reading material in what we all call the orange book. And I was so flabbergasted, seriously, by what I was reading. I was, I didn't even know where to go with it, except that the stuff that I was reading about really myself was eye-awakening. And so it started to lead me down a different path of what I wanted to do. Uh, we had just moved to Durango. I had stepped out of my, as I called it, corporate corner palace office with you know the fancy high heels and clothes and all of that at the time. And um, I really rerouted myself and retuned. And I went to several coaching schools. There are so many great coaching schools out there. I went to several and it still felt like I was getting consultant training. They were good. It was good programs, but there was something that I knew was different. And so I stumbled across a new program that started to come out at the time called Deep, the Deep Coaching Institute. And this program takes a deep dive into using the Enneagram to really um, explore and learn about ourselves. So that's kind of how I ended up doing that. It took me some time from there to um, really then more deeply learn about myself so that I knew how to use that to help others then learn about themselves. And it's not easy work. This is like, no. yeah, <laughs> Carrie can tell you this. It's not easy work. No, I never, I hadn't heard of the Enneagram either. Uh, actually, Jerry Zink, one of Stone Age's co-founders, talked to me about it before I had even met you and, uh, and told me how it had changed his life and really gave him insight. He's got Asperger's self-diagnosed, you know, he's in his seventies. So I didn't know anything about that, uh, as he was, uh, as he was growing up and, and when he discovered several things, but also the Enneagram, it was like this whole world opened up to him about understanding who he was and why he made the decisions that he made. He never understood it. So then I met when I met you, it's like, oh, okay, this is perfect. Like, obviously the universe is telling me something, dig into it. But I really credit the Enneagram and working with you for the dramatic turnaround that I had in my life. I mean, as 
you know, I was coming off of, you know, quite frankly, being a shit show, uh, <laughs> severe substance abuse issues, trying to figure out how to become a leader and grappling with the dark parts of myself. And, and the Enneagram was just such a powerful tool for me because I could see where these triggers were causing me to go into those dark parts of myself, to live in these lower levels of health. And it wasn't that I needed to fix myself. It was, I needed to understand where those triggers were coming from and uh, where the thought patterns were coming from so that I could move into the higher levels of health. And it was so empowering, but, um, I had got really had to get comfortable with the word narcissist <laughs> and, uh, and need for recognition because those were all things that I just had such a negative connotation to. And, and, and so, yeah, it was, it was tough when you we were holding up the mirror, um, looking at those deepest parts of myself to go, Ooh, I don't really like that. Like, how do I get comfortable with, well, that's part of who I am and, and, and doesn't mean that it's good or bad. It's just, okay, this is how it's showing up right now. What am I going to do with it? So it was a really powerful experience, but I have to say that there have been a couple of times where I've been really angry with you, <laughs> not with you, right? Yeah, but I was like so hard of like, I don't really want to look at this and you know, you were there showing it. So it's like, okay, don't kill the messenger, but really, really difficult to kind of explore these parts of myself, but so incredibly mm -hmm. profound and powerful. Yeah, Carrie and I laugh a lot about this and, and we share um, with her uh, folks too that um, some of these things that happen even with us because it is, this work is, it's really challenging. So self-development work can, it, it can play out in many ways. Um, some people out there will, it's hard to have the courage. Let me back up a minute. It's hard to have the courage as a coach to walk alongside a client um, no matter where they're at. And, and it's a skill set. It's a really careful skill set that's learned. And the part that can be really challenging for the coach is to have the courage to walk alongside the client and be able to gracefully uh allow the mirror to show up in a way that will just help it land. In the moment, we don't necessarily need it to change. Like Carrie said, it's not that we have to fix anything. It's about looking to see how come I keep getting the same results that I keep getting in certain cases. I want to give a quick example there of what I mean. Think about yourself. Um, what happens to you when you are under stress and pressure? or maybe the pressure is leading to the stress. However that plays out for you, I want you to think about that. So we all have habited patterns when that happens, every single one of us. If we understand those habited patterns, we can very consciously make sure that we are not going to step into wrong use habited patterns in those moments of the stress and the pressure of where we would normally go. So think about people you know, of course yourself, and you could just about predict what they're gonna do when they are pressured and when they're stressed, right? We just, it's predictable. So the cool thing is, is that when we learn a little bit more about ourselves, and how we be, 
um, when we are under stress and pressure, then we can understand what we do. And then we can make conscious shifts to what we're doing if we need to, or if we choose to. Yeah. I think the most profound thing that I have found, um, when I get under stress and I start to see those, those triggers and I start to see those behaviors come up, um, is really how much control I actually do have of them. And before working with the Enneagram, working with you, I didn't have the awareness and therefore I didn't think I had any control over it. And so that's really the powerful thing that I've experienced, right? Is okay. Now I understand this is how I'm going to show up under stress and I'm starting to see these patterns and behaviors come out. I now can take control of them and, and it has helped me see so much um, deeper into the relationships that I have, especially with my employees, when I start to see those things, like you talked about, show up in them too. And how do I help them really gain that awareness so that they can choose to respond differently instead of just being like, well, this is just, you know, the way it is, or I don't understand how I, uh, why I do this, or I didn't even realize I was reacting because I think there's a lot of people out there like that. It's just a facial expression or something like that it closes up internalists on an, an external outburst burst, but people are still experiencing that stress. So that's been incredibly helpful for me through this whole process is learning about it in myself. And then now being able to help others, um, learn it, uh, learn it from their own perspective too. And I think that's, what's really powerful about this. And, and, and where I want to go with this next is because I think a lot of companies, a lot of people are right now like, Okay, what is the first of all, what is the difference between the Enneagram and Myers Briggs and DISC? And why would I use that in my business? Because I've talked about several times on this show. Um, are you know, I hire a life coach, not an executive coach, not a business coach, not a skills coach to work with my employees. And I think you hit the 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 nail on the head. It really comes around how do I help my employees manage stress? Because if they manage stress and they can, you know, learn all of these other skills, if they're not dealing with their stress well then they're not going to be able to function as highly and as, as engaged in, in, in such a fulfilled way. So let's, let's kind of unpack all of that. So first, why don't you tell us a little bit about the difference between the Enneagram and other assessments that businesses might be using and, and why it is such a powerful tool for businesses to use, even though it requires, you know, some care. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, the powerful part of the Enneagram is that there's a map to being able to make adjustments to enhance ourselves. So that map in, within the Enneagram, so the Enneagram is, it is a personality typing system, right? So it, of course, it does the typing. Well, there's a lot of people that'll push back against typing. You're not going to tell me who I am or I already know who I am. Okay, fine, but it is a typing system. But what I love about it is that there's this map in the levels of health of our personality style, our dominant personality style. All the styles live within us. We have all nine personality styles within us. We do have a dominant personality style. We can argue with that till you know we're blue in the face, but but we have it. And there's a level of health in there, and there's a map to that. And 
there's what's called the average levels of health and the lower levels of health. I screen clients pretty carefully uh, to make sure we're not working with somebody in the lower levels of health. That is not in my range. Um, there are some magnificent Enneagram therapists and counselors like certified you know, in those realms that work, use the system to uh, work with clients. And um, we can forward those clients to them. But I will take, I always work with clients. For the most part, we all are in average levels of health <laughs> until we begin to see something different. And then the map to that is there's our lower levels of health in our personality style, our average levels of health, which is where most of us usually are. And then there's the higher levels of health. And the higher levels of health let us see that we can be frustrated we can be, we can have various feelings going on. Um, and yet we can still choose to navigate a situation very skillfully, but we're not giving up the feelings and we're not, um, you know, overriding uh, some of these things that we've been taught to do. So that's one of the major differences with the Enneagram and other programs. It has a map. <laughs> And when we see our average levels of health and the difference of that between those and higher levels of health, um, the impact is usually pretty big. So then what teachers of the Enneagram, very masterful teachers of the Enneagram have done is um, help the rest of us learn to create practices for people to move from average levels of health to higher levels of health. And when I'm working with leaders or managers, not only am I helping them with that piece, but I can help them help others with that piece for given moments. And it's, oh my gosh, powerful. Yeah, it is amazing. And so do many businesses utilize the Enneagram? So the answer is yes. And it's becoming more and more powerful. And it's funny, right before I was logging on, um, there was a thing that popped up into my feed there about, uh, you know, to go take this um, survey uh, if you are someone or know of people who use the Enneagram in institutions, uh, organizations, um, and how they're using it. So, yes, it is actually now being widely used. And I really want to come back to the other programs are great also. The deal with the Enneagram is that it will take us into deeper places of why and how come. The other places, some of the other systems, and this is the system itself will do this, the coach or the consultant bringing it forward is the one who can beautifully shift these things. So the deal is we get to see these behaviors, habits and patterns and the Enneagram helps us with the practices to get out of that. So in other words, it doesn't embed it farther. Some of the other programs make us think that, okay, well, this is, I am who I am, so I am who I am. That's what happens with some of those other programs. Again, I want to be clear, there are some very skillful people using the other programs who kind of help, can help people get out of that. But for the most part, it sort of keeps us there. Sometimes what it makes us think we have to do is really step into the other person's realm. And when we do that, this is the place of where we lose ourselves. 
What do you mean by that? Step into the other person's realm. Are you talking about other people when they're interacting with that? Or are you talking about like yourself? So, so yeah. So if somebody tells me this is an assertive person, you need to be more assertive when you speak. Okay. I may not be an assertive person. It's not even in my nature to do that, but I can maybe be more articulate and handle it that way, but I don't have to be assertive. Mm -hmm. Right. So I just have to know that I might need to do a little bit of shifting, but I don't have to leave that. I'm just not an assertive person. It's not in my nature to do that. Yeah. And is that how the, how it works with like being in the higher levels of health then? So when we are in a higher level of health, we don't feel like we have to modify ourselves so much to other people because then we're like, okay, Hey, the very best parts of me are showing up. I'm not triggered by these things. I know who I am. So instead of having to be more assertive, when I go talk to Carrie, I can be more articulate and talk to Carrie and really feel more authentic, uh, in, in my role. Would, would you say that that is an accurate statement? Yeah, that's great. So Mm -hmm. that's perfect. Um, I often will have clients just say, here's what I can offer up right now. So um, Carrie and I actually share, we share the same dominant Enneagram style. And then, um, but we do have two different instincts. And so in some cases we would show up looking very much so the same and in other scenarios, very different. So if I'm a person who's really detailed and really good at watching process play out, and I'm going to go talk to Carrie about something. I can know that she likes to get things done pretty quickly, move kind of fast. And I can say something like this. Here's what I have to offer. So I often tell clients to do this. Just say, here's what I have to offer. What I have to offer is the process that goes with this and the detail. If you want that piece, I'm here to offer that up, okay? Now we have a different way that a conversation can play out. On the other side, Carrie might be going to the other person and say, okay, what I need to offer right now is I am under a time pressure and this client is coming in next week. I value your detail, I value your process, but we need to speed up what I need because of this. If Carrie stays with an I amness of fast and furious, what happens, that's when we get sideways because we're both staying in our I amness places. If I am detailed and process and I am fast and furious and we get cemented in ourselves, right? Instead of merging all that to the best resourcefulness, now we become enemies. That's what happens. Yeah. Yep. All right. So play that out. So how do we make sure that we, we don't do that? Is it really just by saying, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm going to meet you where you are. Here's what I need from this. If I need more detail, um, I will come back and follow up with you. And is that okay? Like to just still stay in that, but acknowledge the other person and where it's at rather than like, okay, I'm going to dive into the detail because I know that's what this person needs, even though it's going to drive me crazy. Cause I don't have time to do it. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So this is cool. This is where the levels of health play out with the Enneagram. 
if both people are operating at a high level of health, the skillful communication that's going on is just rock star. And seriously, if we've just got to be in fast mode, if there is a fire or a flood, the person who is more detail-oriented and process-oriented can just see that what they have to offer isn't going to totally play out right now. Segments of it are. And that's it. Okay. And that's okay. On the flip side of that, if the detailed person really needs to stop the fast person and say, look, I'm just trying to help you see, we're going to have a lot of cleanup after this. And it's, you know, it still might be the leader's choice if we've got a hierarchical thing going on, but the conversation is different at higher levels of health than it is at average levels of health. We're not trying to prove and defend. We're just trying to see where do we merge your skill set and my skill set. And remember what we're talking about when I'm saying skill set here, I'm talking about inner terrain skill set. Thank you for going through that exercise to help people understand really the power of this. So how did you have to shift your coaching coming in and working with Stone Age? Because um, I know it has shifted over the years when we first started working together, you know, over a decade ago to how you come in and we have a program that we send employees through. Um, how has that shifted for you? So I got to tell you, Carrie, it has totally just been organic. Um, yeah. Your folks have really helped guide it, to tell you the truth. I just happened to start kind of keeping my eyes wide open to what was happening. So when when Carrie and I met originally, um, it actually, if somebody would not have had the title already or a business uh, set up called Simply Coaching, I would have actually named my um, business Simply Coaching. At that time, I was doing what I called Simply Coaching, and I didn't really have while well, I always use the Enneagram either directly or indirectly in my work, I didn't really have a process or a program to it. I let it be like simply coaching. And that worked for a very long time. And then what began to happen is more people from Stone Age, as we began running more people through, I began to see that I then needed to help those that were coming through the program speak with each other more from this lens, but I hadn't been giving everybody the same thing. I didn't really need to at the time. And sometimes when I had two people, encouraged two people to go speak to each other and from this languaging, from this premise, I realized I didn't necessarily have them all on the same page because we didn't start out doing it that way. And so that's how it has evolved and now uh, Dr. Roxanne Howe Murphy, which is, uh, was leader of Deep Coaching Institute at the time, she wrote this amazing book. I think it's amazing. Obviously, that's my opinion. But um, it, I started using it literally as a textbook. And then I have two other, there's a gazillion Enneagram books out there, but I have two other books that I use. And so now what I do for Stone Age is we actually have a program that it's so it's 12 sessions um, with a client, but it's actually every other week. So we have a set, we have this set up so that they start, um, we go through six sessions every other week. Then we have a midterm kind of check-in, midway check-in uh, with the manager of that person and the, and the coachee. And then we do the next six sessions and then we do a completion session. And what this helps me with now is when I help 
people at Stone Age communicate in this way, I know I've given everybody at least some same basic information. That's how that all evolved. Yeah. And it so works. And, and I have definitely had people kind of question me when I say, yeah, I have coaching for my employees and it's life coaching and we use the Enneagram. And some people are saying, what, you know, life coaching, like, why don't you have business coaching? And I was like, because, well, it is, it's all woven in. And of course, with your, with your background in corporate HR, there's so many ways that this is woven together, but uh, you know, it really comes down to that whole idea of 99% of our problems come from the way we communicate with each other. Yeah. So that's the powerful thing of this is, is teaching people, here's how I show up. Here's when I move into an average le le uh, level of health and how this affects my ability to work and communicate um, and cooperate with my coworkers. And so, um, you know, it's like, it's, 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 we're giving them tools to develop self-awareness and, and self-esteem and, how to manage their stress better. And when you have self-awareness, self-esteem, and you've got tools to manage yourself, you're going to show up better, more holistically, more positively with your colleagues. And so it's just been so profoundly effective for us. And that, so that's why, that's why we've, we've, we've really just embraced it, even though it is maybe a little bit unique in the way that we use it. Mm -hmm. And I will say that uh, for those of you listening, I'm really lucky. Carrie has allowed me to let this morph. It really has organically morphed along uh, the way. But let me give a really cool example. It just happened yesterday with one of the peeps from Stone Age. So she's got a, a person who's a great like leader. So in the Enneagram, this is um, the style eight. And the style eight is, is all of our styles are fantastic. We're all needed. We'll make sure everybody gets that. But this person trips over themselves by just always wanting to be in charge and in control and making everything happen and on and on and on. So in the coaching world, we call that getting over-identified with yourself, right? So when we get over-identified with our I amness, we use these inner terrain places unresourcefully. So I, the, the exercise to let you all see how this can play out, the exercise for this person is to begin riding in the back seat of the car when hubby or son or a friend or anybody else drives. So they, you know, this is kind of, for those of you that know the movie, Driving Miss Daisy. So um, this person has to ride in the back seat of the car for at least a month or at least 30 times and watch what happens to self-observe. So of course, what is this person gonna wanna do, Carrie, this eight in the back of the car? Yeah, take control, drive, Back, be a yeah. backseat driver. Exactly. Let me just drive. <laughs> exactly, be the backseat driver. So the practice with this is certainly to have some fun with it and great doses of humility because this client is gonna see that they have this great talent and skill about them, but they're, it's being misused, it's getting overused. And then after they do that, then they get to ride in the passenger side for the next 30 days, but again, trying to stay quiet. So the practice is gonna be, can you ride in the back seat of the car to wherever the heck you're going, to and from, <laughs> and then can you ride in the passenger side and not say a word 
And so it will be a practice for this person who is a style aid in Enneagram to understand how to really sit back and observe and watch things play out before always being in charge. Because what is happening is the being in charge place is creating some cleanup afterwards when it didn't need to happen. Yeah. What just, just for everybody to listen, what is the, the name of an eight? So everybody understands. So the, the eight um, referred to in the Enneagram is the boss. And this is the person who, so, you know, this, this is the person who's the lead jet fighter pilot. We need those people. Hey, we need them, but not everything <laughs> is necessary with those skills when they're needed, they're needed. But when they're not, that person, if they're in a higher level of health, can sit in the backseat of the car and let their team do what their team can do. That's the deal here. This person needs to learn that really, for the most part, the team is handling stuff and they actually need to have some whoopses <laughs> to learn, right? She keeps trying to protect from that. They've got to keep having these whoopses. If they don't learn, they, they're going to keep whoopsing. So what should businesses do if they want to start incorporating the Enneagram and this kind of, of coaching or consulting into their business? How do they get started? What would your recommendations be? So there are some fantastic uh, Enneagram coaches. And if somebody wanted to even go the counseling and therapist route, there's, there's some great people out there. All of you listening, there are probably people right in your area and find somebody, bring them in. But I, I want to remind everyone, this isn't, this lensing, this way of doing this isn't for everyone. In fact, something that um, we are going to look at for Stone Ages, we're going to look at, are there a couple of other systems we want to bring in before, we want to make sure somebody's gone through one or two other systems before we even pull them into what I'm doing. There, but there are some great Enneagram folks out there. People, you can, you can just get on the main Enneagram Institute website and find folks. Um, you can get on the Deep Coaching Institute website and find people. Um, sorry, but Carrie has me booked. <laughs> so um, there's lots of ways to do it. But I do want to say, if you're the leader out there thinking about this, here's what I would encourage you to do. Do this first to yourself with an Enneagram coach and then bring it in so that you can understand what's going to happen and what's required. And I guess I'll ask, I'll kind of default to Carrie. I don't know. What do you think about that, Carrie? Oh, totally agree. I would not have even, I would not have even got it <laughs> if I wouldn't have gone through it myself. Mm -hmm. um, but it is, it is, it's hard work and you should absolutely know what your employees are going to go through. If you do offer them the opportunity to go through um, Enneagram coaching, deep coaching, because it is, it is hard work. You have to look at all kinds of parts of yourself that make you, might make you feel uncomfortable. And, um, it's so powerful when you can start to see it. And even, you know, as we talk about laugh at it, Oh, there it comes again. Like that is, that's where the real work comes in and, and the real goodness comes in. But yeah, I agree. Don't you go through it first and understand yeah. yourself first and understand exactly the type of work that you're asking people to do, which I want to go back to actually, because it is such deep, profound work. Um, just maybe you can explain a little bit about why you think it is so important for people who maybe haven't done much coaching or much, um, you know, self-exploration, why it's important for them to go through a, a system that might not be so 
you know, deeply impactful before starting the Enneagram? We, as humans, we just don't always want to take a look at ourselves. It's just somewhat of human nature. It's a way that we protect ourselves. We have an interesting ability in our humanness to manipulate ourselves um, in a way that keeps our beliefs like cemented so that we never have to be shaken up. I'm not saying that really, you know, people necessarily have to do this. There's actually some great Enneagram instructors out there who can bring it in at a lighter level. So even that could be done. But the, the, the deal is we're not exactly a society who likes to take a peek at ourselves. And that's the place that often has to come first. Again, just to clarify, Carrie and I are doing, we're pulling in some deeper work. Um, she's had some great programs in at Stone Age for helping people do some self-development work. Um, and then this piece has just taken us deeper, and that's usually with those who either have wanted it or that we knew could then further their rock starriness, if you will, um, to a different place because she wants those peeps to stick around and she needs them for some upcoming places. So it's really about how are you as a leader about role modeling to your folks that self-development is really important. Yeah, that's, that is the name of this game. And, um, and I have seen remarkable, remarkable things happen with people to change their lives, to turn, you know, almost exiting the company. Like, I mean, I've told a couple of people like you, I want you here. I think you're amazing. I think you have so much potential, but boy, this is not going to work. So you got to go do this six months of coaching. And, and, you know, some people have fully embraced it. Some people were like, mm, well, we'll see. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and wow. I mean, I just haven't, haven't put someone through it that hasn't had a, uh, hasn't had a profound impact on. So I highly believe in it, but I do agree. We're going to start, we, we do social styles, um, as the basics, and we're yeah. going to really start weaving that in. We use the predictive index and, and we also use TTI disc for executive level positions. There's lots of different things that are out there, but the program that we're going to really do is do social styles as the intro, maybe a little bit of high level group coaching. And then, okay, you've graduated that you can go into the deep coaching program as we're figuring out how to scale all of this. So anyway, there's just, just a couple of things that, that we're doing. Um, uh, if anybody's uh, interested in, in exploring that more, you're happy to reach out to me and I will fill you in on why I think this is so amazing. So Barbara, okay. I have two questions uh, before I want to ask you before I go, cause I ask every guest this. Uh, so the name of this podcast is reflect forward. And you know, it was basically what we've been talking about here, but I want to know what does reflect forward mean to you? I would not have answered this question. Trust me folks a long time ago in this way, but I have to say it's, just know yourself. You can't reflect forward if you don't really know yourself. We have to know that we have these shadow parts about us and we have these wonderful parts about us. And you can't reflect forward if you don't know what you're reflecting forward about. Yeah. Beautiful answer. Thank you. All right. And if there is one piece of advice that you have for leaders who are looking to be the very best at what they do and who they be, what would that be? Don't forget that almost every day, everywhere around you, including yourself, 
we're all dealing with grief and trauma over something. And I want to encourage people as a leader, it's not that you necessarily need to go do anything about that. We've got great big, huge organizations, right? And there's a lot going on. But um, in our organization, sometimes we, what I do, what I call self-induce trauma and grief. And that can be as simple as changing out a computer system or changing out software. And believe it or not, that causes trauma and grief on a level, okay? Anywhere from, you know, easy trauma and grief to hard trauma and grief. And I just want to encourage everyone, just be aware of that and how that really does make an impact for people. Steve Jobs, something that he used to do, he created funerals for things that were going and leaving. And probably at the end, he was creating a lot, right? Because the things were changing every hour. But I'm just saying that when we can acknowledge that these things are going on and work with them, we have a better chance of moving forward. Yeah. So don't forget that there is just grief and trauma always, even from what we think is the simplest thing. Yeah, yeah that's really good. And I needed to hear that today. So uh, <laughs> I can uh, I can really relate. So. Well, thank you so much for coming on and having this wonderful and profound conversation on the Enneagram. Uh, it is uh, truly an exceptional system and I'm so honored that, uh, that we all get to work with you every day. And now some people have a little bit of insight of what we're doing at Stone Age to create such a cool company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. All right, hang tight everybody and I'll be right back. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that interview. She's so much fun, so insightful. And uh, if you're interested in the Enneagram or in this type of coaching, I'm happy to chat with you about it. You can reach out to me on uh, LinkedIn. You can find me there at Carrie Siggins, or you can email me at Carrie at CarrieSiggins.com. And I'm happy to schedule a time to chat with you about this because it is such a powerful tool and I am such a believer in it. I think it can change your organization or your life if you just want to start working with somebody like this. All right, take care. I look forward to hosting you on next week's uh, episode of Reflect Forward. And if you like this podcast, please write a review, like it, share it, subscribe to it, uh, comment on it. It always helps with the algorithm. Thanks so much. Have a great day.